Emma Vigeland, friend of the show, the co-host of Majority Report, went on the Tim Pool broadcast to debate, and apparently she did a great job. Let's let's see what happened because Tim Pool got like real. Mad at, at certain points. I think he gets like very upset uh, when you make fun of his music. Maybe there are some clips on Twitter that we can look at. Let's look at this one, for example. I said it, it sounds like a psyop to have this profile appear one day after the shooting, where it's got like a bunch of screenshots on it or something. Uh, sure. It really does sound to me like someone told you to say things and you don't know what you're referencing. I'm not shocked that that is the only way that you're going to try to react to this. <laughs> to, well, to react to what? It, like, okay, no, this is fairly obvious. So I'm willing to bet Sam was like, hey, ask him about this and say these exact things. No, I things. came up with, I mean. Come up with original thoughts. Wait, can, it can is I my ask? original thought. So no, it isn't. It's, it's some, guy, some guy posts a screenshot of one episode of a show he's not subscribed to. And you think that's an attack vector for something political, but it's a personal snipe that has no, ma- has no bearing on any of the arguments we've made the entire show. I, I disagree. Yeah, so you disagree with what? With I, what? Elaborate. I disagree that it has no bearing on what you've said throughout your entire show. Like what? What did I say? I, this is what, come on, come this on, come on. the claim let's, that let's you made. It. Let's hear it. I believe that your program appeals to a right-wing audience, and there's a reason that the neo-Nazi shooter watched your program. And, and how do you know he watched the program? Because he posted about it. What did he post? Tim. What did he post? He posted uh, p- uh, parts of an interview that you did. No, he didn't. You're wrong. He had four <laughs> screenshots on his phone. From you the- he did. He, he posted it. Didn't he post about like, what was it? I don't even remember now, but he, he definitely did do that. He definitely had it on a playlist, too. Don't even know what you're talking about, and all you can do is laugh and no, say. No, it's because you get some guy, to obscure Some the guy you posted the one f- thing one time, and that's the only argument you have. Did you go to the time codes that were in that episode? Because I did. I ran this down, and one of them was a clip of Elijah Schaefer. And like weirdly, for this like neo-Nazi uh, Hispanic shooter, he like it's Elijah saying that we shouldn't be emphasizing race tattoo. specifically. No, no, he's a neo-Nazi Hispanic shooter. Right, but Tim called it a false flag and then corrected himself the next day and then said he thought it was funny after a mass shooting. I think that... I mean, someone... <laughs> he looks so mad. What the f***? This is what the shooter posted? Oh, yeah, it is clips. Tim Cassiro, Putin drops the dollar, just pearly things. Oh, I, I was mistaken. Uh, the Nick Fuentes just pearly things uh, screenshot is separate. Tim mentioned you. Oh, God, what did he say? I mean, so, so at the same time, there was Hassan Piker, who also responded to my tweet. And he said, I'd love to come. And I said, when can you come? And he said, let's figure out a date. And so I DM'd him and he said, I got to be honest, I'm actually concerned about COVID. And I said, totally get it. No worries, man. Thanks for reaching out. And right. that was the end of it. Sam, however, used it on like a video and then started tweeting about it because it was drumming up a whole bunch of clicks and views and i'm like okay yeah when we were originally supposed to do it i was like bro why would i fly in the middle of covid when my mom is like living with me all the way to like wherever you are but i still don't want to fly to wherever he is i don't know where the fuck he is if i have an alternative method of being able to debate someone i would rather do that i can't stream it myself i'm just basically like at that point offering my audience over like I'll have him on mine. Seems Emma Vigeland made Tim Cass very upset today on his show and he took the occasion to once again claim that I accepted an invite to be on his show and then backed out to cause drama. I'm attaching a screen recording of our DMs to clear the air. I can have Lydia arrange everything for you. Show is 8 p.m. live studio DC area. We can fly you out and get you to a motel nearby. Yeah, he, I mean, he sent something similar to me too and I was like, what the fuck? I'm not trying to do that. 
we can hang out for two hours, talk about current events. I can do a group chat to connect you if you want, or you just send me your email. I can't fly down to DC. I do a daily three hour show. You don't do any remotes. We set the show back up in January for in-person. We don't have a way to connect everyone to a Skype call or to display it. We've rejected some centrist and right-wing people for the same thing, so I take no issue if it can't be done. We can try to find a time when you're free to travel, but I get it. It's one of the challenges of getting guests. You and Hassan host your own content, so it's probably harder for you, but I appreciate the enthusiasm. I don't know why you suddenly took offense to the above reply. Care to elaborate? You agreed to an in-studio interview for publicity. You lied. I had absolutely no idea you only did in-studio interviews and had no idea you weren't in New Jersey anymore. That last one we did was on Skype. You just wanted to rile up your followers. The tweet said in studio and we cover travel. You dragged me to rile up your followers, then pretend to be serious, then claimed you were busy, then claimed it was COVID. You're full of shit. I didn't see any travel tweet, dude. How in the world would I have accepted tonight as a date if I thought I had to travel from upstate New York starting at 3 p.m. after my show and get back here by 8.30 to prep for tomorrow's show. That makes no sense. Bullshit. You did a segment pulling clips from my studio show. I don't know why Tim doesn't realize that like in a world where like Skype and Zoom exists and that Sam Cedar actually had had done a Zoom conversation with Tim that like Sam Cedar, a grown ass man with children was actually like trying to create like a little bit of drama this way and is being dishonest here. I don't get that. I, I actually don't. I legitimately don't understand how you can like claim that that is what's going on here. Because like, to me, I look at this and I think, no, he just like literally didn't have fucking time. He just, uh, and, and was genuinely confused. But Tim seems legitimately upset. Here, let's get back to the Emma Vigilant. So without further ado, without wasting any of your time, we've got two awesome guests. Uh, Sean, do you want to introduce yourself first? Oh, I'm Sean Fitzgerald. I'm Emma Vigeland. I'm the co-host of The Majority Report. I just want to clear this up because I know that, you know, you didn't want to have Sam on because you called him a grifter, right? Yeah. And part of the reason that you called him that is because you said that, you know, we put your song through a filter on our show. And I just want you to know, I was hosting that day. We don't have the technology to do that. So I did not do that. So there you go. Clar yeah, clearing like that up for you. The, the so so uh, that specific issue was the song we put out, played on your show, had like the mids ripped out of it. We and don't have the technological ability to do that. We're just a bunch of leftists in oh. with like a soundboard. I promise the, you nothing was intentional. You don't have front. audacity. It's free. Audio now, nerds. That's how y'all sound chatters that are so focused on us on sound. Thank you. Thank you for addressing this. Hey chat, when you're behaving like an audio pervert, or rather audio pedophile, this is what you look like. This is what you sound like. You're making the audio sound man. The 10 year old who got an abortion, who was raped, you call that a hoax. Have you retracted that statement? Uh, so there's very deep context to that. What we're talking oh, about when I say that's been hoax. proven. I mean, right, but so, the rapist so, has been charged right, right. and the doctor who provided uh -huh. the abortion. Wait, there's deep context to that. I would love to hear what the deep context is. Emma, don't cut him off. Uh, is the deep context that he found out that it was like, what was it? It was the parent and also uh, was it potentially an undocumented immigrant, if I remember correctly? So then it was like, well, then I changed my narrative because I can do propaganda differently. Abortion, fine. So this is a really good example of the problem in the culture where I would say. See, you don't you don't know what I actually said because I, I I didn't say what you're what you're describing. You did. I just watched it last night. Right, and so what I said was the fact that they politicized this to win a political point is the hoax, not that the child was abused. How does that constitute a hoax, Tim? So, like, let's say uh, oh. there's a what's a good example of this? Ahmed Arbery. 
It's possible that the little girl would not have been able to get uh, the services she needed because there's no way she could handle this pregnancy. It's sad that the life of the baby will be terminated, but probably was probably would be considered to be not viable anyway. Now, look, there's a middle ground here, and I think Daily Mail hits on it. There's a middle ground in this conversation about a 10 year old rape victim getting an abortion. Hmm. There's no guarantee she would have gotten the services, but hold on there a minute. Why didn't the left report the rape? Why didn't they go in Ohio to uh, uh, abortion services, Planned Parenthood? Why didn't they say we want a medical exception for this and make it a pressing public policy issue that they would have won on? The reason it was not reported is that the left would have lost. I will say this. This one's not a clear cut hoax in the sense that someone made up a fake story. It's a hoax in the manufacture of the story to a certain degree. It is possible. The little girl would have went to the hospital and they would have said, no, you're carrying this baby. We won't do it. And the government would have said no. But I really, really doubt it. You think anyone in politics in Ohio is going to accept a 10-year-old rape victim being forced to carry a baby? That is just so far beyond reproach. You can already see when the story was presumed to be false, David Yost says, well, you don't have to leave. We would take care of this if the left. Yeah, there's definitely uh, Republicans who 100% would and do actively advocate for it. Some of them, I believe, are in your audience, which is precisely the reason why you're ke you keep both sizing a situation that is like truly one of the grossest, one of the grossest and most immediate consequences of uh, abortion becoming criminalized, right? So you already know that. You already know that they exist. That's why you're doing the both size shit. You literally talked about it like a, like a, the baby being terminated when the person, the victim that you're talking about is literally a fucking baby. I love this because he's like, oh yeah, no, the hoax is actually that the media didn't operate in the way that I want them to. Why didn't the left mobilize ahead of time? Yeah. So here's what the left did, guys. Are you ready? The left forced the Republicans' hands into criminalizing abortion in the state of Ohio and everywhere else after the left voted for Donald Trump to be president because everyone's an accelerationist. The left is the reason why the Federalist Society was created and it had a 40 year long project in basically destroying Roe v. Wade uh, on top of uh, many other civil liberties and protections. The left did all of this, put billions of dollars into the Federalist Society, got Amy Covid Barrett elected, killed Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, when she was uh, living uh, a, a very vibrant life at the young age of 973 as a Supreme Court justice. The left was the one who stopped Merrick Garland from being appointed under the Obama's uh, second term. The left is, has done all of this stuff exclusively so they could get this fucking story out there to make Ohio look bad. We did it, folks. That's crazy. Reported the crime. If the left went to Planned Parenthood and said, we want the abortion, it would have happened. And there'd be no story. There'd be no PR campaign. You just said there would be a story if they made a story happen. Like as though, you know, you got beat reporters all around the fucking country looking for 10 year olds that have been raped and, and are looking for abortions. Like the fuck kind of situation is this? They're like, why didn't they know that this was happening? Why didn't the leftist news cover the rape as it was happening? Why weren't they in the room stopping the rape from happening? It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? At no part is there like a left that uh, played a role in this. It's just like national news covering a fucking story of horrific 
structural violence and its understandable, foreseeable, and often warned about consequences. That's what happened here. They fucking openly said that it would happen, and it happened. Of what was happening with these bills, with these heartbeat bills. There's a reason why they didn't try, because the greater possibility was medical exemption. There's no rape kit. There were no criminal. Dude, he's lit. Wait. No, he is saying it's a fucking hoax. He's saying that everyone's, th that this is not real. Like this story never happened. He's saying there's no rape kit. Charges, not until now. Why didn't anyone, knowing this girl, report this? This is why I say, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe it is a hoax. Now, as to my previous statements, I want to make sure I clarify. I don't, I don't like the, the vague natures of this. There is a possibility that a, a little girl, a family might say, we go to the hospital and we seek an abortion and they don't give it to you. Well, you're, that's it. It's over. You're, you're done. You will carry it and they will not let you leave. And then what do we do? It's possible. And that's the kind of thing we need to be careful about. But I will say the opportunity for the left here was the PR move, which says to me. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm sorry. This is you said it was a fucking hoax. Uh, here's a here's no, a, no, no. I'm talking about this example, though. Right. The right one that so, I just brought up. So. Right. If, if, if I can't explain to you that manipulating a story for political gain is the hoax, then I don't know what's what the manipulation. Say. Oh man, this is an old story. I have to pull it up. I think the issue was that they were able to actually get the treatment in state, but because of the law, they decided to seek it elsewhere. And I said, that is a hoax. I didn't say that it was a hoax that the girl was abused. I said, you literally said there is no rape kit. Like you absolutely implied that Given that there was no fucking rape kit and no other like coverage of the situation, you literally said it was a hoax. You also said you're disappointed that the left didn't weaponize this story earlier. You said both of those things because that's how you operate. You say things on both sides of the argument so you can always fall back to the other side when you are corrected. Also, the fucking law says that that little girl can't get an abortion in the state of Ohio. Even if the fucking parents never actually went to a Planned Parenthood or never actually went to an abortion clinic and immediately went out of state to get an abortion, they're following the fucking rules. The idea that once these laws have passed and like these parents, uh, the, the, the mom is supposed to fucking put herself up for criminal charges to save the life of her child is the story. The story would never exist if it wasn't for Republicans in the state of Ohio creating this law. I'm so confused, dude. If they could have sought treatment in state under the exemption, I think it was Ohio, right? There was an exemption yes. saying in the cases of abuse, the treatments are permitted, but they decided to make a public statement and leave the state anyway. I said, that is a hoax. It was not a public statement. Um, well, but the, yeah, that, that's why no, no, rape and incest exemptions are non-actionable. Um, this is like well documented with abortion activists. How long do you think it takes to prove a rape or incest case before you're able to use that carve out well, to I, actually I get in the board? Yeah, this is also the other side of the equation. Rape and incest cases are impossible to fucking prove in the time frame that you can get an abortion. She's so good. She just popped off. I never said it was a hoax that the girl was abused. Okay. That is incorrect. But I mean, but yeah, you 
implied it. You definitely implied it. Honestly, this is a part and parcel of what you do, is you put that kind of statement out there, and then you put caveats in to protect yourself. Like um, but me that, saying that someone manipulating a story for political gain is a hoax? It's, it's not, not a manipulation. That is the kind of thing that's going to continue to happen as abortion restrictions <clears throat> happen throughout the country. It's an it was a particularly egregious example used to shine light on broader restrictions on abortion in this country. If there is a story and the story is exaggerated or manipulated in an effort to sway people into believing one political faction over the other, you are engaging in a hoax. I mean, isn't that what you guys do when you post like extreme videos of crime and things like we that? We don't do that. What are, we, what, are we, what are you talking about? I mean, you respond to videos that are taken completely out of context, isolated instance, like I- instances. I don't think you watch the show because that doesn't sound I mean, I do a little bit. Especially. You show subway crime to talk about all of these inflated yes, so, crime so, numbers. And, crime and, is down in New York City in and, 2023 and, and, in, and by every down, metric. Down compared to what? Down compared to 2021 and 2022. Don't change the subject. You accused us of publishing videos we don't publish. If it's down in 20 compared to 2021... And there was a giant year-over-year increase from 2020 to 2021. Then you're talking about something that's down. It wasn't down. giant. It was a small bump from the a pandemic. A 47% increase in homicide in the city of New York is bump. not a small bump. It was homicides are have been on a precipitous decline since the 70s, since the 80s, okay. since the 90s. There was a bump because of desperation in the pandemic, There's, and now it's back down in 2023. So, like, that's irrefutable. That's the NYPD's own data. That's on all. Oh my gosh, she's so good. It's down. Yeah, it's down is, compared to the increase, but it's not down compared to 2019. This was a once in a lifetime pandemic where people's desperation and their mental health was severely harmed. Poverty um, leads to crime. This I would is, imagine this is that. inaccurate. So when you're talking about poverty leading to crime, like what is that based on? Because after prohibition was repealed. Wait, this motherfucker is not over here stating that like poverty is not linked to crime, right? He's not going to say that. There's no shot. That's cool. I like that. Actually, you know what? I take it back. I like that. You just like look at things that are that that have been proven time and time again historically and just say, nah, super base. He's actually saying the rich are the criminals. No way. Wait, really? No shot. He's not going to say that. All right, let's see. human history. During the Great Depression, crime fell. During the Great Recession, people with your line of thinking thought we would see a crime spike nationwide. It didn't happen. You can actually look at the crime wave if you wanted to pull it up. That didn't occur. And that was the largest recession in the history of this country since the Great Depression. So what we've seen throughout American history is poverty not leading to crime. What we actually see is the opposite, that crime drives areas into poverty. We look at store closures across the country due to the fact that we have shop. Wait, what? You can't just like point to one faulty instance, which I don't even know what kind of data he has to back that up, really. And just overlook every single, every single study conducted on this. I need to understand what he's trying to fucking, this is new. Uplifting. That leads to decaying in the neighborhoods when people- (laughs) abandon the neighborhoods. So why is that happening? Someone needs to ask him, why does that happen? Who is shoplifting and why are they shoplifting to begin with? If there is a shoplifting happening, does it that materialize because like they're bad people or does that happen on its own? Are parents educating them to say like shoplifting is great? Um, He's playing with anomalies in the stats. Yeah, but also he hasn't answered that part of the the question he said two minutes ago the last bit of crime spike was in 2010 
And then he said the 2008 crash didn't cause more crime. He's saying crime makes businesses close and people become poor because of that. He's defending capitalism in the most stupid way. Okay, but like, why did the original crime happen? He, I get that he's saying poverty doesn't cause crime. Crime causes poverty, right? And it is true. Crime does cause poverty, just not the fucking crime he's thinking. Criminal misconduct from those who have almost full control over how society operates is why poverty does happen at a massive scale. It's corporate monopolization. It's a lack of trust busting from the federal government. These are the reasons why the structural violence of poverty is a thing that happens. So he would be kind of fucking cool uh, if he was making that argument. He's like, yeah, crime is the reason why poverty happens, but it's not the crime you think. The crime you think, petty crime, shoplifting and the like, maybe even grand larceny, and the violent crimes associated with uh, certain communities, like poor communities, that is a consequence of the criminal misconduct that is not necessarily considered criminal. So I do agree with that. But I don't think he's saying that. I think he's probably just trying to do a 1350 type situation. Drive. But like, I'll be honest, if he dropped that on me mid-convo, I'd be like, what the fuck are you saying? Sometimes it takes a while for you to fully grasp. When, when you're debating a right-winger, most of the time they're NPCs using fucking talking points that I've heard a million times over and know how to adequately address. But sometimes you got motherfuckers like this guy where they just say something so out of pocket so entirely just looking at the face of of all matter of empirical evidence that suggests the exact opposite and just hit you with this curveball where you go whoa what the fuck and that's actually kind of scary because when you can't address that adequately when you don't even fully grasp the the creative new lie that someone is telling you uh whether it be uh you know make taking advantage of cherry picking and taking advantage of like some absurd uh moment in time you might not be able to adequately address it in that moment like we finally i still arrived at that uh conclusion i just had to understand exactly what he was saying to commit these crimes i mean you're working backwards from the no you're massive. actually working backwards wait, 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 but no no poverty clearly this is a very simple concept leads to something like shoplifting why would someone shoplift based on the personal pathology they're shoplifting because they're desperate not necessarily like so we have a lot yeah. of lax shoplifting laws in california for example so they're and doing what they find is we have a lot of organized retail theft because there's no consequences for it that's profit. For for I mean, instance, not, there people are trying to make money well, so, and so, they're desperate and we have we have untold levels of income inequality in this country well, since is it the income late, inequality se or since poverty? The late 70s nine oh it, that is true income inequality is uh, is more significant than poverty in and of itself i mean income inequality and poverty go hand in hand but like yeah in order to steal there has to be a have next to a have not that that component is correct Crime happens when structural violence of poverty uh, is, is impacting poor communities who then will steal from those who do have it, right? Like, that's how it works. That, that's, they're not going to fucking steal from one another. Your neighbor doesn't have shit either. So that's why. That's why it happens in the way that it does. 100%. That's the increase in CEO pay versus 12% yeah. for the working class in this country. That's you don't think bad. that that leads to levels of desperation? I'm so wait, wait, I, is look, income inequality the cause or is poverty the cause? Because those are two different things. I, I mean, they... What? No, it's not. Income inequality is not separate or removed from poverty. Income inequality implies poverty. Income inequality does not talk about like an even scale where everyone is like rich or omega rich. No one is talking about that. That is so stupid. That I, 
As a matter of fact, they would say very, there's very little income inequality in a situation where, like, you have uh, a, a comfortable middle class and some some wealthy people on top of that as well, like a like a fat chunk of the middle class plus some wealthy people and some poor people on the other side would mean that there is less income inequality. That's what they would fucking talk about. That's an, a great indicator that there is less crime overall as well. They go hand in hand. They really don't. Yes, they do. Because all not the wealth all. is going towards the CEOs and to the billionaires in this country. But it's not and a zero-sum economy. But also, if income inequality is the driver of crime, then how come we saw a giant crime decline after the mid-90s when income inequality was going up? In fact, we saw this happen all the way to 2019. Can you repeat that? We had a giant crime decline from around 1995-1996 nationwide from uh, all the way to 2019 while income inequality was rising during that period of time. Right. So why would that occur if income inequality is driving crime? I mean, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure you're the expert, but I do know that you're saying that there was an increase in crime in 2021 and 2022, well, and it doesn't matter now that it's going back this. down to 2023 levels. This um, is just New York I can't City. See this, yeah. I just pulled up New York City. Look at that. Right. Exactly. So in the at at in, at the start of 1990, crime was at its highest, and it dropped. This is where she's supposed to hit the classic, dude. I'm surprised Emma didn't hit the classic Sam Cedar. Well, uh, there's a lot of... I, I can't do a Sam Cedar. There's a lot of different uh, evidence on this, but, uh, you know, a uh, leading theory is lead in... Lead poisoning. <laughs> Massively. Yes. Into uh, just before 2000, where it continued to decline. And then from 2019 into 2020, we see a huge, a huge increase. That's pre-pandemic. Right. So there's a couple of interesting things to point out there. No, to We're, be clear, that's not also that's not pre-pandemic. That's the year-over-year -year increase. So right. it would be in the year 2020, to be clear. So 2019 would be no, the no, low no, no. number. The the increase actually the the draw is before 2020. Meaning that could be, that could be 2018 to 19. Then if that's the point you're making. No, no, it's uh, I've I've seen these numbers. I'm telling you, you're reading this chart wrong because in New York City, it, do they have the raw number of homicides on the side? If you track this, it, you have around yeah, this is just, murders, this is just murders right here. Right. You Guys, have about 300 and then it jumps to about 469. Oh yeah. I mean, crime dropped everywhere throughout the country since lead gasoline was outlawed. There oh, was yeah. a map. Okay, so he's going to say the lead gasoline, the counter to it is actually uh, uh, what? Like fucking, it's not that big of a decrease where you, you add a control factor. It's, that's what he's probably going to say. He's going to be like, you activated my trap card. Massive connection, lead paint, lead gasoline predominantly affecting poor and lower income people, um, which probably did contribute to some of the increase in volatility in that well, kind that, of instance. That, that, I, agree. I completely agree. I read that report. It was fascinating that when we started taking lead out of the atmosphere, yeah. crime started to drop. I think public policy has a huge impact as well because, again, we saw a dramatic crime. The crime wave started in the 90s. By the way, uh, one thing that they did right there that was, like, I think inappropriate is when you're talking about crime and how it's uh, linked to poverty, they immediately went to murder. And murder... Just like all matter of crime, all matter of violent crime in general, absolutely is related to poverty and income inequality. However, it is also the one, the one fucking type of violent crime that doesn't always have to be about income inequality. Like there can be different components as to why it skyrockets or why it goes up. There could literally be fucking, especially when you're talking about like homicides and whatnot, it still can be, uh, it could be 
done due to uh, all the fucking uh, people living in close proximity to one another. The reason why it dipped is maybe because people weren't out in the fucking streets. It's still going to be a lot of it is, has to do with guns and the uh, mass availability of guns. Like there are so many different components into uh, when you're looking at the murder rate or more importantly than that, murder uh, can also be a byproduct of uh, homicides, especially in places like Los Angeles and whatnot. It can be a byproduct of gang activity or turf wars, things of that nature that heat up due to uh, certain like political conflicts that are happening in uh, these these local areas. Whereas, uh, you know, that that will even even itself out over a long enough timeline. We incarcerate more people than any other country. We have the highest rate of violent crime for any modern Western country. I mean, I, I don't have that statistic in front of me, but we still. Ma so how does that connect to the mass incarceration point? If it worked, then what does the violent crime rate have to do with it? You just want to warehouse more people? No, I didn't say uh, for uh, when I say it worked, we had an ex it's just funny to say that we have the highest violent crime out of any developed nation and then simultaneously say uh, mass incarceration works because we also have the highest rate of mass incarceration out of not just the developed world, but literally the third world. Even if that was a demonstrable success, then the United States of America would be like Japan, you know what I mean? A fucking crime-free society, supposedly, which Japan isn't. But, you know, I'm just saying that. I'm embellishing for the sake of argument. What you're trying to do is incapacitate criminals because the same criminals are often reoffending. You brought up shoplifting earlier. You can actually pull up an article to find out that the same 300 people in New York City represent a third of the shoplifting arrests total for a single year. I, I guess my point is... Some of them certainly are desperate. But yeah. when you see videos of a guy like shoveling stuff into a garbage bag, that's not desperation. But again, this is what you do, Tim. You return to anecdotal examples. We're when I'm trying people. to talk about... We're talking about just the 300 people. I, I, and I am talking about... Which is about, the anecdotal uh, evidence. What, what 300 people? He said the same the, the, 300 people are the ones committing the crime. I said, the right, third these, of the shoplifting These specific in New York City. individuals are doing it for profit. Okay, so we should have a system of mass incarceration because there are 300... I didn't say that. Because I, I'm talking to you now. There are 300... Even when you're talking about recidivism, which is uh, which the data is a little bit less consistent on, there's still plenty of evidence that shows that recidivism rates are lower in countries where they have less of a focus on incarceration and more of a focus on rehabilitation. Norway is the example that we use all the fucking time. The more humane the prison conditions are, the more of a focus that systems have in rehabilitating people and reintegrating them into society, the less likely those people are to commit crimes and reoffend. But also on top of that, there's obviously adequate social safety nets. They're also making an insane point of you need toilet paper. Why are you stealing iPhones? Yeah, it's one of my favorite uh, takes because it's like, bro, not, I, I won't even use the toilet paper one. I'll use the bread, right? If you're hungry, why are you, why are you not stealing bread? Why are you stealing a Louis Vuitton bag? And it's like, Bitch, you think they're going to eat the Louis Vuitton bag? You know how many fucking pieces, loaves of bread you can buy with a Louis Vuitton bag, dumbass? Bread goes bad after a while. But if you fucking steal a television or if you steal a fucking Louis Vuitton bag, you can buy loaves of bread for a very long time. Plus, loaves of bread can't pay for the fucking rent either. Th this if is you pull up like NYPD crime data, for instance, since you brought up stop and frisk, you can look at the shootings, like the shooting suspects in any given year. And if you find me a year where 92% or greater is not black or Hispanic in terms of the shooting suspects, then, then I mean, I would be shocked because I've looked at it oh, for the, the past suspects. 20 years. So yes, that's suspects. the cop's discretion. 
So no, you, no, it's you get a report, right? And you get a description of the suspect, and they are ninety-two percent every single year or above black or Hispanic. Can I can I tell you guys a very famous New York story? There was a uh, wait, no, what? no, you don't interject at that point. My man is literally just what the fuck? He just did, he did the thirteen fifty, but with like additional additional elaborations. Here's two things that are really fucked up about this. He's playing fast and loose with the data. The reason why stop and frisk was implemented was to target guns in the city. Yeah, he didn't even say 1350. He said 1392. Like, it's not even crime data at that point. And even if you were looking at crime data, those aren't even like clearance rates. Those aren't convictions. Those are just arrests. Okay, 1350 is just arrests. He didn't even do 1350 arrest data. He did 1392 with suspect data. The famous 1350 isn't even good to use as a fucking metric for anything because it's not actual criminal convictions. It's quite literally just arrests, okay? Arrests. The fact that he did not 1350, but 1392 is fucking insane. Oof. Uh, but uh, interjecting here, Tim interjecting here with the anecdotal story is fucking crazy. And ultimately, stop and frisk was implemented for gun control as a gun control metric. Okay, as a gun as a measure to find guns on people and arrest them and take their guns away. It was a demonstrable failure for that process because they never. And you want to know what fucking ninety percent stat that he's not talking about? What was it, like 90% of people that were uh, uh, stopped by stop and frisk were black and brown people. And on top of that, they never actually found fucking anything on these people that were related to guns for the most part. And that there was a way higher likelihood of finding guns on white people in the state of New York than black people in in New York City in general. I just want to cut you off because you mentioned Bloomberg and I want to respond to what you said. Under Bloomberg, 90% of the stop and frisks that were done were, by the way, they didn't find anything. But 90% targeted black and brown people. You're taking the data and using what the cops did where they over-police in certain areas and then pretending like there's an over-representation inherently criminally in those current kinds of populations and it's it's okay. a racist argument they're not over targeted because again there is no year during the entire tenure of bloomberg where the shooting suspects were any less than 92 percent so what the mypd does because it's the most data-driven police force in the entire world <laughs> is they map crime through a system called comstat when there's a lot of shootings in a specific area they send the police to those areas the stops questions and frisks all relate to where the shootings are and it just so happens to be the that's fucking bullshit he's making it seem like the nypd is operating in the immediate aftermath of a fucking shooting that happened in a particular neighborhood and that's why they're doing stop and frisk measures there that is a lie it is a never-ending permanent occupying state you're lying to try and make it seem like it is perfectly valid to engage in stop and frisk in black neighborhoods by saying it's because that's where the shootings are happening. Look, look at where the look at where the shootings happen in New York. That's why they're doing it. And I've heard it a million times over. He just adds like additional seasoning. This is this is his style. It seems that uh, he takes like very common right wing arguments and adds like a little bit of a spin on it, so it comes across like a little bit more different than what you have experienced or what you've encountered before. Hit rate was not the goal of stop, question, and frisk. Like this is one of the things where you're yeah. like, oh well, this program didn't work because my standard 
that I look for arbitrarily shows that it was ineffective. That's like saying a plane doesn't work because it's not a good submarine. No, it's like, not that doesn't arbitrary. make any 90% sense. 90% of the stop and frisks came up with nothing. True, but the point was to so deter say, the carrying doing, of firearms. Say, have you done well, illegal drugs but, in your life? Uh, maybe. I just, I, just I have. Watch. I have. I could have been stopped and frisked. And I could have gone to prison or I could have been held if I had a little bit less money in Rikers indefinitely until my trial came because a cop just decided, hey, I'm going to stop and frisk you. But they wouldn't do that to me because I'm a white woman. Right, that's nice. Well, but me, anyway, just, it's about shootings. No, you, I wanna, you, I wanna, and the point of the program, no, and this is stated quite literally to deter people from carrying illegal firearms. And, and, OK, then it was a demonstrable failure. That was part of the reason why they had to stop it, because. They literally never actually got guns off of black people for the most part. They found more guns on white people than black people. And, Absolutely and I'm going to add 100%. Are, are you in favor of gun control? I'm not a New Yorker, so, we, so I'm not it, like a big gun <laughs> guy. But <laughs> probably, let me, this we've is my got point. We've got to target guns. I'm gonna, and that's why Yeah, you definitely got to target guns for sure. What? Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. He said gun control for black people only by mass harassment campaigns by the police. That's an insane thing. He said gun control. Nah, I'm just racist. He just got clapped right there, dude. It's like gun control. Nah, not a big fan. I'm just a fucking racist, actually. I don't want black people to be comfortable. It doesn't even have anything to do with drugs or guns. I just want them to fucking... Just feel uneasy at all times. So you are kind of to the right of Donald Trump on this, who has been releasing nonviolent offenders. Per, or yeah, oh no, Donald president. Trump's first step act is absolutely terrible. It sets up a bunch of incentives. Well, I mean, that, you're that further right than I'd imagine a ton of this audience is. I mean, that, that's fine. That's, that's like I'm not here that's to. Extremist. I'm not here to win over the audience. Well, I will win over the audience because I'm correct. But no, audience yeah, is mostly moderate. Uh, well, yeah, but Donald I, uh, Donald Trump's first step. Yeah, our audience of mostly moderates is such a funny take, dude. Moderates who were, I guess, uh, watching Tim because he kept saying Donald Trump's going to win every state except for California. Moderates who like Tim Pool's argument that like every American citizen under uh, the Second Amendment should have a nuke. That's the kind of moderate shit that people like, you know what I mean?